Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Daily Prayer Podcast. Welcome back to the PCOM Daily Prayer Podcast. This is Pastor Courtney. It is Friday morning, May 8th. So good to be with you this morning. I wanted to uh, give you a brief announcement as we start our podcast today before we dig into our devotional and our psalm, and that is that uh, we have been doing this podcast every morning throughout the pandemic. We are at episode goodness, I think it's 58 today, and uh, it is no longer going to be seven days a week. Starting this weekend, it is going to be Monday through Saturday. So it will be six days a week, but Sunday morning, we're pouring all of our time and attention into Sunday worship. So um, I hope you will forgive me that we were moving from seven days a week to six days a week, but that will give me a little bit more bandwidth to work on those Sunday worship services. Um, It was nothing that I knew before entering into this season of pandemic, but doing things virtually, doing church virtually, it takes about 10 times as long. It takes about 10 times as long to record a sermon as it does to preach a live one. And then there's editing and lighting and tripods. And um, and it's hard because at the end of the day, we don't get to preach. Uh, the pastors don't get to preach and stand in front of you, all of you, and shake your hands and hug you. And um, virtual digital worship is just, it is a new It is a new arena for all of us, and we're learning a lot, Um, but I've realized that seven days a week of the podcast is just a little too much right now for your pastor, Um, and I know you all will understand. So thank you for your understanding. Again, the podcast is going to carry on, but it's going to be Monday through Saturday. Monday through Friday will be me with a host of special guests like we've had this week. Oh man, weren't they great? Great special guests this week, and then Saturday is co-hosting guest hosted by Jeff Given, and that has been a true, true blessing. So Sunday mornings when you wake up and find that there's no podcast there, you can look forward to joining us for worship instead, virtual worship, and I will be back on Monday. So thank you for your understanding, friends. I wanted to share this morning a devotional I wrote for the Glorious Table late last year, And it has to do with a different virus, but it seemed applicable because what I'm hearing from many of you, from many of the parents out there, the grandparents out there, the seniors out there, the single folks out there is that you are finding you come to the end of yourself more easily and more often these days than you used to. There used to be so much to distract us. There used to be so much that kind of just kept our motors running. But right now we are all face to face with ourselves and our own finitude, our own limitations. And that can be a hard place to be. So I wrote this post last year when I came to the end of myself and God really met me there. So the title of this post, this is from The Glorious Table. It was posted in March, actually, of this year at this devotional guide. I'll link to it in the show notes if you're not familiar. The Glorious Table is a devotional guide written by women and for women. It's really wonderful. It's free, and it's a great way uh, to connect with Jesus. So the title of this post is called, At the End of Yourself is Grace. When my husband, sons, and I came down with the winter barfing bug this year, there was just one thing on our mind. 
how to protect the one-year-old. While the nasty norovirus isn't usually a big deal for older kids and adults, little ones dehydrate quickly. But here's the thing. I struggle to ask for help on a good day. Maybe it's because of my Midwestern childhood. My sisters and I were implicitly taught to be givers of help and not acceptors of it. Perhaps it's my personality type. I'm a go-getter, if ever there was one. Whatever the reason, asking for help always feels like an uphill climb. I have to come to the end of myself in order to ask for help. Doesn't everyone have enough to deal with without helping me, I wonder? Surely if I tried harder, I wouldn't need any help, ever. But the stomach flu had a way of bringing me to my knees, literally. So I sent out an SOS to friends without kids, asking if anyone would shelter our tiniest family member. One quickly responded that she'd take little Felicity for the night so we could recover and sanitize. Are you sure? I asked. She was. One day turned into two as the virus raged, but by the third day we'd managed to bleach the whole house, the only way to kill the virus, and we were ready to welcome our girl back home. She came home healthy and smiling. The worst seemed to be over. We had just settled in for a nap after sleepless nights, exploding boys, and so much cleaning I felt wrung out like a dish rag when I got the text. Another one bites the dust, my friend wrote. She'd succumbed. My husband, Daryl, came into the bedroom to find me clutching my phone in tears. I told him our friend and her husband were throwing up. I feel terrible, I said. I never should have asked anyone to do this. Now they're suffering just because they were kind to us. How can I fix this? You can't, he said. They knew it was a risk. There's nothing we can do. Our friends remained gracious through it all, but as our little family slowly regained its equilibrium... I struggled with anger and deep sadness. After a particularly busy and brutal season of Advent, we'd finally curled up for a much-needed staycation, weak and weary. And the very next morning, Daryl and I came down with sinus infections. When the antibiotics began to kick those, the stomach flu arrived. And then the horrible kicker, those who'd shown us mercy ended up suffering too. God, we are trying our best to serve you, I prayed. Our friends were being so gracious to help. We could all use a little mercy here, a little relief. As we celebrated New Year's Eve with Gatorade and crackers, I felt in my bones Jill Richardson's words, the past year has been hard, exhausting. It was also valuable and beautiful, but these things often co-mingle, don't they? When emotion spills over and I struggle to put words to what's in my heart, the Psalms are a balm. They run the spectrum of human emotion and don't sanitize the writer's thoughts before God. Psalm 10 speaks of God's presence with those who are suffering because of wickedness or violence. Though this is often read as physical oppression or violence, disease brings evil of its own. The psalmist begins with a cry of despair. From Psalm 10, verse 1, Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? It's not wrong to admit when you feel forgotten by God. It isn't a sign of broken faith to doubt, be angry, or face despair. When we come to the end of ourselves, it isn't a sign we've failed. It simply means that we're human, and God has to take it from here.
As Aaliyah Joy writes in her book, Glorious Weakness, weakness is a holy invitation to allow grace to do its work. After pouring out his anguish to the Lord, the psalmist finds new hope, remembering the presence of the Lord all the while. But you, O God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. Psalm 10, verse 14. I prayed that God would have mercy on our friends, on our home, on our children, on the world. And then I went back to bed, Gatorade in hand. I'd come to the end of myself and received grace. And it was good. Friends, I wanted to share Psalm 10 with us this morning, the psalm that showed up in that devotional. And I invite you to find yourself within this psalm. If you have been at the end of your rope this week, if you are at the end of your rope today, sometimes it feels like we go limping into Friday. The weeks are long. The days are long. I've been thinking a lot of that passage of scripture from the book of First Peter, where it says, the day is like a thousand years to the Lord. It feels like sometimes a day is a thousand years to me right now too, and maybe you resonate with that as well. I invite you to enter into this psalm and where it talks about evil, to lift up those things in your life that have been weighing you down and bringing you down, the evil of a worldwide virus, the evil of financial stress, the evil of exhaustion and burnout. And to remember that our God promises to one day wipe every tear from our eye, but right now to stand with us, to hold us, to minister to us in our weakness. At the end of yourself, friends, there is God. So from Psalm 10, why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Arise, Lord. Lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, he won't call me to account? But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked man. Call the evildoer to account for his wickedness that would not otherwise be found out. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed so that mere earthly mortals will never again strike terror. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's good to be with you this Friday morning, friends. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of the PCOM Daily Prayer Podcast, where Jeff Given will lead us in the reading of a psalm. And then one more reminder, there will be no podcasts Sunday mornings from here on out. We will continue Monday through Saturday. But join us for worship Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right on our church website, mypcom.com. And until then, friends, take care, stay safe, and God bless. Thank you.